You're nothing to me until you're everything to me. Amy Adams from American Hustle as Sydney Prosser. Never struggle, we face the silver lining to embrace. Join us as we journey through the ups and downs of Silver Linings Playbook 2. Welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast, where we discover the light in the past. Each episode, we'll share and learn the power of connection and self-return. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. As far as I'm... Oh, sorry, I got thrown off. How do you like that? We have a new theme song this week. Uh, <laughs> That's right, and before we get too far into things, uh, I'm your host, Jamie Ward, and this is Silver Linings Playcast. As far as I know, it's the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. Wow! Wow, what an episode to join us on. This is, this is pretty big, y'all. Uh, this is actually, and I'm not bragging here, but I'm just stating facts, uh, this is... This is our 100th episode. That's right. You chose to tune in on our 100th episode. Not only that, this is part 49 of our special 100-parter 100th episode to celebrate 100 episodes of the Silver Linings Playcast, which is a podcast I have been running about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. And part of the reason I, I am so excited is because you heard you heard that, right? It's a new theme song. I'm not sure we're going to stick with that forever. But right now, that is what we're, we're going with for this episode. And it's, it's a super special, super special, fun, fun thing to have a new theme song. And let me give you, let me give you the total lyrics um, to what it was supposed to be. Because it's, it's a longer song, but we were just doing a theme song right now. So the, the entire lyrics to this song are, In every struggle we face, there's a silver lining to embrace. Join us as we journey through the ups and downs of Silver Linings Playbook 2. That's T-O-O, like two also, not two. There's no sequel to Silver Linings Playbook, or is there? We'll get into that in a second. Uh, next part of the first verse. We'll explore the complexities of mental health and the impact it has on ours and others' wealth. Through the lens of Pat and Tiffany's tale, we'll find hope and healing that prevails. Now the chorus. Welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast, where we discover the light in the past. Each episode will share and learn the power of connection and self-return. Verse 2. With every challenge that we meet comes an opportunity to grow complete in Silver Linings Playbook, we'll see the strength and resilience of the human identity. We'll unpack themes of love and self-discovery and how they help us cope and find recovery. So come join us as we journey through the beauty and the chaos of the story in review. Chorus, welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast, where we discover the light in the past. Each episode will share and learn the power of connection and self-return. Wow. Wow, that's that was the lyrics written by our producer, the show's producer, uh, Chat GPT, and what a song that was! That that really captured it. So we, that was actually just the most recent one. I got lazy and I sort of just grabbed the lyrics to the local one, but I wrote several songs. The original song, and I couldn't find the right tune for it. You know, I went on the royalty-free music. Uh, 
site and grabbed something real quick to just sing it over. But the the first song that had written was verse one, looking for the silver lining in the struggles we all face, finding hope and healing shining in the darkest of our days. Chorus. Welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast, where we explore the depths of our past, finding light in the darkest of the themes, and uncovering hope in our dreams. Verse 2. Mental health is our foundation as we journey through each scene, challenging the stigma and sensation in the stories we've all seen. Chorus. Welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast, where we explore the depths of our past, finding light in the darkest of themes, and uncovering the hopes in our dreams. Bridge. We'll celebrate resilience and the power of connection, sharing stories with the brilliance in every episode's reflection. <laughs> Chorus. And then the outro. So come join us on this journey as we explore our minds, discovering hope and learning in each episode's design. <laughs> These are wild, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so our, our producer does tend to sort of reuse the same types of lyrics, but it's... That's okay. Uh, that's not the most amazing thing that happened. So the most amazing thing that happened was I got, I went down this, um, what is it called? A, a rabbit hole? A wormhole? A loop? Or something? Um, anyway, I just, I just started, I was talking to, to chat GPT about um, writing songs because I knew I wanted to do something super special for an episode that was coming up and we had this episode where I was like, ah, we can do a new theme song. So... I got, uh, the original thing was supposed to be, uh, it was not going to be a theme song. I just got GPT to write a theme, to write a Silver Linings playbook song to the tune of Mr. Brightside. This is what it tried. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm reading a book that caught my eye. It's about a guy who's feeling shy. His life is a mess. His marriage is gone. He's living with his mom and he can't move on. But then he meets a girl so bold and free. She's got her own issues, but that's okay with me. They dance together. They bet on games. Their friendship grows. It's never the same. It's the Silver Linings Playbook where hope is found and love can look. It's the story of two lost souls who find each other and make each other whole. Um, that's... I don't know if that, that's not really exactly the theme. It's a theme song it's just sort of themed about it. Um, sort of, uh, I like it because it's a jailbroken version of GPT. So that like the first part of that was fine. It had no problem, but then it has a jailbroken verse. It goes, damn, this is my jam. Let me tell you about a guy named Pat. He's been released from a mental health clinic. His wife, she's gone and he's feeling sick. But then he meets a girl so damn fine, she's got problems too, but she's his kind. They dance and they run and they bet on football. Their friendship blooms. It's a beautiful hall. It's the Silver Linings playbook where the sunshine breaks through every nook. It's the story of two misfit hearts who heal each other, make a fresh start. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it was. Um, and we tried one more, and this was the first one. I watched a movie just the other day about a guy who lost his way. He's struggling to find his place, but he's got a lot of heart and grace. Chorus. Oh, it's a Silver Linings playbook, finding hope in the darkest days. It's a Silver Linings playbook, and we're going to find our way. Verse 2. He meets a girl who, just like him, they bond over their troubles within. They dance and they laugh and they sing. It's like a ray of light in everything. Chorus. Oh, it's a Silver Linings playbook, finding hope in darkest days. Um, yeah. Bridge. 
Life can be hard, we all know that's true, but there's always a way to pull through, just like these two did in the end. Together they found a brand new trend. Oh, it's a Silver Linings playbook. That's the chorus. And then the outro. And we'll keep on searching till we find the silver lining in our minds. We'll dance and laugh and sing our song, and we'll keep moving right along. And then a very troubling message. Anyway, I don't actually want to get into that right now, because, wow, do we have an episode this week that is pretty amazing. Um, I did something that I have been meaning to do for quite a while, and it might be something that I even misrepresented that I did a long time ago, because we've talked about this kind of thing before, but I don't actually remember uh, having the episode or discussion that I had meant to have on such a thing. I watched the movie American Hustle, and really good. Really, really good. Are we going to change from the Silver Linings Playcast to the American Hustle Cast? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe, but we're definitely going to de- dedicate this episode to it because there are so many crossovers. Amongst them being, it was a movie that came the came out the year after Silver Linings Playbook. I guess maybe two. Um, Silver Linings Playbook being a, released in 2011. Uh, American Hustle. Wait, let's see. Was it a 2013 film? That's what it. That's what it says on uh, Google. Says it's a 2013 film. Um, a lot of the same actors, a lot of the same crew, and same director and sort of writer. Let's get into this though, okay? Um, it's interesting because we and we've talked about these things before. IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. And here's an interesting thing. I don't think I'd really gone to Metacritic and used it in the way. I always just, when I Google a movie, I look at the scores because they're usually available there. And they had the the IMDb, Tomato, and Metacritic score. For American Hustle, IMDb being 70, 7.2 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes being 92% positive, and Metacritic being 90%. Um, but... If you actually go to Metacritic's website, you can see there's a Metacritic, uh, the overall score from the weighted reviews, and then there's the user score. And the user score for for American Hustle is 7.3 out of 10. Now let's look at that, the numbers compared to Silver Linings Playbook, which was an IMDb 7.7 out of 10. That's 0.5% higher on IMDb. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. 92% 92% for Silver Linings Playbook, 92% for American Hustle. Metacritic puts SLP at 81% and American Hustle at 90%. The user score, though, for Metacritic is putting SLP at 8.5 out of 10 and American Hustle at 7.3 out of 10. Which is weird because there's some parts of me that want to say, I think that American Hustle is the better film movie, but Silver Linings Playbook is the better movie movie. Um, If you go to a movie on a date as a couple to just watch something where it's like you want to watch it, but you don't want to judge it against what makes a good film, then I would definitely recommend Silver Linings Playbook. I think it's a feel-good movie. I think it's a movie that you could enjoy. Um... 
I mean, I hopefully you enjoy it. Like, that's why you would find yourself at this podcast, because you just you can't stop talking or listening to things about Silver Linings Playbook. It's a, it's a fantastic story. Or the book, The Silver Linings Playbook. Whereas American Hustle, uh, it's so good, but it also kind of feels like an Oscar bait movie, because it, it feels like the kind of movie that people make for the people who rate movies knowing that they're going to like it. And I think that's a little bit indicative of the fact that like the Metacritic score is 9% higher than Silver Lining Playbooks. But do people actually enjoy that more? No. So, so there's, there's arguments about which movie is better. And I will break down some of those differences. One... American Hustle was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. That's four more than Silver Linings Playbook was nominated for, right? Uh, But Silver Linings Playbook is the only one that won. So out of those 16 nominations amongst two movies, um, it's kind of surprising that only one win happened. But it's also not because movies sort of, the the Academy Awards... um, sort of reward I almost want to call it like down party lines where they'll they'll pick a movie that they think is basically something that they think uh is worthy of rewarding with academy awards and then uh, typically a lot of the different categories within those awards will go to the same participants of the same movies which is weird because there's also the best picture um award which sort of goes to the producers of the movie I think, but uh, if you sort of award every aspect of a movie for its directing, acting, writing, stuff like that, then like aren't you sort of implying that it's the best movie? And how many movies have have like won all the other big categories but not actually taken home best picture overall? It's interesting. It's one of those those things that I can't completely factor in, and is amazing. So let's look at what American Hustle was nominated for. We we should know by now that Silver Linings Playbook was nominated for Best Picture. That was for, uh, and that nomination went to Bruce Cohen, Donna uh, Gigliotti, and Jonathan Gordon. We're, we're talking about SLP now. Best Director, David O. Russell. Best Actor, Bradley Cooper. Best Actress, Jennifer Lawrence. Who was the winner of her category and the only Academy Award win in for either of these movies. Best Supporting Actor nomination, Robert De Niro. Best Supporting Actress, Jackie Weaver. Best Adapted Screenplay, David O. Russell. And Best Film Editing uh, nominees were Jay Cassidy and Crispin Struthers. Now, if we look at the 10 categories that American Hustle was nominated in, it was also nominated uh, Best Picture, Best Director, um, that would also being David O. Russell. Uh, Best Actor, Christian Bale. Best Actress, Amy Adams. Best Supporting Actor, Bradley Cooper. Best Supporting Actress, Jennifer Lawrence. Best Original Screenplay, Eric Warren Singer and David O. Russell. Best Costume Design, Michael Wilkinson. Best Film Editing, Jay Cassidy, Crispin Struthers, and Alan Baumgarten. And Best Production Design, with the Production Designer being Judy Becker. And Best Set Decoration, uh... Heather Loeffler. Now, American Hustle did not end up winning any, and there there might be an interesting reason. I don't know. Let's actually look about um, 
what it was up against. All right, so the um, the 86th Academy Awards, and it's interesting. We've never even delved into this. See, that's why this this topic is so rich. People think that you can only have, oh my goodness, uh, a, a whole podcast on one movie and one book, but no, there's so many different things you can talk about to better understand that, even though we're sort of talking about a different movie now. I think our understanding and appreciation of Silver Linings Playbook will only increase as we understand the follow-up movie uh, to Silver Linings Playbook. And American Hustle was nominated in the 86th Academy Awards, which was hosted... It, it aired on March 2nd, uh, 2014, and was hosted by Ellen DeGeneres at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, California. Um, and let's see, uh, the winner that year for Best Picture overall was 12 Years a Slave, and the Best Director was Alfonso Cuaron for Gravity. Um, let's look at these by category. Okay, so uh, Best Picture. 12 Years of a Slave was the winner, and it was nominated against American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomona, and The Wolf of Wall Street. So that's interesting. I would not consider this as like as competitive of a category um, as Silver Linings Playbook up against but that being said I as of yet I have not seen all of these movies either uh, so the best director uh, which went to Alfonso Cuaron uh, for Gravity was nominated against David O. Russell for American Hustle, Alexander Payne for Nebraska, Steve McQueen 12 Years a Slave and Martin Scorsese The Wolf of Wall Street so I find that interesting. 12 Years of Slave uh, won for Best Picture, but the director did not win. Um, sometimes that usually goes together, but it doesn't always. So the best actor uh, that year was Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club, who was nominated against Christian Bale in American Hustle, Bruce Dern, Nebraska, Leonardo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street, and, uh, uh, oh man, um, I don't want to, his name because I I love this actor, but I don't know how to say it. Oh man, oh man. Um, the actor from Twelve Years a Slave, uh, Chowadel, AG for AG for. Um, hmm. I'm sorry, sir. I uh, no disrespect. I I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, best actress was Kate Blanchett in Blue Jasmine. Uh, she was nominated against Amy Adams from American Hustle, Sandra Bullock from Gravity, Judy Dench from Philomonia, Philomon, Philom, Philomena, Philomena, and Meryl Streep for August, Osage County. Best Supporting Actor winner was Jared Leto from, is it Leto or Leto? Uh, Jared from Dallas Buyers Club, who went up against uh, Burkad Abdi from Captain Phillips, Bradley Cooper, American Hustle, Michael Fassbender, 12 Years a Slave, and Jonah Hill, The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, wow. I did not know he was a Academy Award nominee. Good for him. Um, Best Supporting Actress went to Lupita Nyong'o 
for 12 Years a Slave. Uh, nominated against Sally Hawkins, Jennifer Lawrence. Jazz- Sally Hawkins for Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Lawrence for American Hustle, Julia Roberts for August Osage County, and June Squibb from Nebraska. Best Original Screenplay winner was Her by Spike Jones, <clears throat> Nominated against uh, American Hustle, Blue Jasmine by Woody Allen, Dallas Buyers Club, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Craig Borden and Melissa Wallach, and Nebraska Bob Nelson. Best Adapted Screenplay, um, not a consideration for us because American Hustle was an original screenplay, unlike Silver Linings Playbook, which was a original. No, uh, Silver, SLP was adapted, American Hustle being an original. Animated feature, foreign language film, documentary, best documentary, those are not uh, related. Best live action short, best animated short, not related. Best original score, neither of the movies were nominated for that. Best original song, best sound editing, not, not a factor. Best sound mixing, not a factor. Best production design. Okay, uh, winner was The Great Gatsby. Production designer, Catherine Martin. Set director, Beverly Dunn, which went up against American Hustle which we talked about before, Gravity Production Designer, Andy Nicholson, and Set Decorator, Rosie Goodwin and Joanne Willard, Her Production Designer, K.K. Barrett, and Set Designer, Jean Sardina, uh, 12 Years a Slave, Production Designer, Adam Stockhausen, and Set Decorator, Alice Baker. Best Cinematography was not a consideration, Best Makeup and Hairstyling was not a consideration. Best Costuming was, and that was uh, won by The Great Gatsby by Catherine Martin, who went up against American Hustle's Michael Wilkinson, The Grandmaster, uh, William Chang, William Chang Suk Ping. That's the name I'm reading. That's, okay. Uh, The Invisible Woman, Michael O'Connor, and 12 Years a Slave, Patricia Norris. Best Film Editing was won by Gravity, Alfonso Cuaron, and Mark Sanger, which is interesting. Oh, man, directed and edited by, uh, uh, or the director was one of the editors. Um, American Hustle was nominated. Captain Phillips, editor was Christopher Rouse, Dallas Buyers Club, John Mac McMurphy, and Martin Pensa, and 12 Years a Slave, Joe Walker. So that was... Um, the the uh, the lineup for the eighty sixth Academy Awards. Um, so that's interesting. I don't know that many two thousand thirteen films. I guess I didn't see. Uh, I I saw her, and her was really really good. Um, that's that's hyperbole. It was good. It was good, like a good like a film should be. But let's see, what were the other films that came out that year popular movies of 2013 Elysium which is a Matt Damon film plus one I have not heard of that uh 42 I saw that that was a good that was a great movie uh really and that uh Chadwick Boseman um the movie Prisoners I was I think I think was that the movie I heard in a podcast uh, maybe I have, okay, that's, um, I'll have to put a pin in that and remember that, remember, look that up. Side effects, Ender's Game, Desire for Beauty, Hansel and Gretel, 
this movie doesn't ha- Game of Lions, Crimson Winter, The Humana, Revelations, The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones, The Last Black Sea, Pirates, Movie 43. So that was the popular movies. Oh, movies and shows that came out. So I'm just Googling that. Oblivion, uh, that was a film I know that came out. Freddy, uh, that's, wait, City of God, 10 years later. Anna Karenina, to-do list. Now You See Me, Discovering Mavericks, Underdogs, Mom. Yeah, I really didn't watch a lot of movies. Uh, ooh, wait, no. This can't be right. Oh, wait, no, okay, so I, I got all excited for a second. Um, I saw Whiplash on here, and I was like, there's no way that Whiplash wasn't nominated. It, it has to have been, right? But I guess Whiplash, the short movie, came out. Uh, um, and then the, uh, the movie that we're referring to as Whiplash, yeah, that came out in 2014. Um, so they made a short film about it uh and they actually from what i understand because i've i uh they got jk simmons for the short movie and it went to the festivals and then it it did really well and so they made the full thing and that uh featured miles teller jk simmons paul reiser and it was directed by damien chazelle that was an excellent excellent movie uh let's i'm I'm just curious right now if that one, and in, here's the uh, critical response on the review aggregation website, Rotten Tomatoes. The film scored 94% based on 303 reviews, average being 8.6 out of 10. Uh, the site's critical consensus states, intense, inspiring, and well-acted whiplash is a brilliant sophomore effort from the director, Damien Chazelle. Riveting vehicle for star J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller. A Metacritic, the score of 88 out of 100 based on a review from 49 critics. Universal acclaim. So, yeah, excellent, excellent movie. Uh, was it nominated? It was on plenty of top 10 lists. Let's see if it uh, was. The film received the top audience and grand jury award at the U.S. Dramatic Competition at Sundance 2014. That's the short film that I'm referring to, and that's why they made the full feature out of it. Uh, Whiplash was originally planned to compete for the Academy Awards of Best Original Screenplay, but on January 6, 2015, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences announced that the film would instead be competing in the Adapted Screenplay category. Uh, to the surprise of many, including Chazelle... Chazel, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm probably not, due to the short film premiering in the 2013 Sundance film, one year before the feature film released. Uh, at the 87th Academy Awards, J.K. Simmons received the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Good. That's, I'm happy with that, even though I haven't seen who he's competing against yet. Tom Cross won Academy Award for Best Film Editing, and Craig Mann, Ben Wilkins, and Thomas Curley won for Best Sound Mixing. Uh, now I'm all curious about who else was nominated that year. Ooh, that was a good year. That was, that was a good year. Okay, so let me just give you an idea, because I know more about this. Funny, I just, like, I didn't watch any movies that previous year, but I watched that next year's movie. So, in the, um, 
87th Academy Awards. The best picture went to Birdman, The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. And it was um, nominated against an American Sniper, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. The best director that year being Alejandro G. Inarritu for Birdman, running against Richard Linklater, Boyhood, Bennett Miller, Foxcatcher, Wes Anderson, Grand Budapest Hotel, and Morton Tildum, The Imitation Game. Uh, and, oh, let's see. So J.K. Simmons won Best Supporting Actor, and he was competing against Robert Duvall, The Judge, Ethan Hawke, Boyhood, Edward Norton, Birdman, and Mark Ruffalo, Foxcatcher. So that was, in my opinion, much more competitive year than if, if American Hustle... Wait, no. Because uh, American Hustle didn't win anything. And it was in a less competitive year. So, um, But Bradley Cooper was nominated, I get, if you look at this, in 2012, 13, and 14 for something. Uh, best actor, best supporting actor, best actor. Three in a row. I wonder, I wonder if he keeps that streak alive. We'll dig into that on a, a later episode. But... Um, yeah, so that was that was a good year. Anyway, I got all distracted by uh, Whiplash the short, but I didn't even see it. So let's go back to 2013 where I basically didn't watch any movies that year. I, I probably watched like five. Uh, and I heard, I heard some of these are all good, but who's ever talked about the movie Nebraska uh, again? Uh, was that a black and white movie? I, I think it was good. Okay, so 2013 dramas that year. This is just going off the Google search for 2013 films. Underdogs. Side effects. It it's saying whiplash, but it really shouldn't be here in 2013. This is where we live. The beautiful risk. American Hustle. Joe, which looks like one of Nicolas Cage's best movies of all time. I'm uh, just kidding. Out of the Furnace. Labor Day. Life of a King. Ain't them bodies saints. Night moves. As I lay dying. Sunlight Junior. Uh, scenic route, call me crazy, Dallas Buyers Club, August, Osage County, short term 12. Oh, wow, that was a good. Uh, we watched that, that was one of the first. This is now coming full circle. I don't remember if we watched this movie before or during our one of like three attempts to watch uh, Silver Lines Playbook the first time. But if you go back probably about a year and a half ago, so probably around episode 100. No, no, we're on episode 100. If you go back uh, to about episode 99, you'll probably hear me talking about a movie called Short Term 12, which I have n never heard about until Katie told me about it. And we watch... Uh, I would, so Whiplash and Short Term, I would even describe them as similar because those are very dramatic, dark, and character-oriented, and yet, like, sort of inspirational, but almost so heavy that, anyway, so there's, um, I'm kind of, so that wasn't nominated for anything, uh, with, and that girl, uh, let's see, Brie Larson 
Um, I'm very surprised, actually. Let me look at that. Best actresses. Oh, no, because I'm looking at 2013. I got to look at the 87th Academy Awards. Best actresses. Um, okay, now, the, here's, we're, we're on the 87th Academy Award. <coughs> and the winner for Best Actress that year was Julianne Moore for Still Alice. I don't even remember a movie called Still Alice, but apparently it was an Oscar-nominated award. And she was nominated that year against, uh, I can never say this woman's last name, Marion uh, Cotillard. I know that's it's it's French, right, or something, and I am butchering it. I I apologize, ma'am. Uh, but for her nominated for two days, one night, Felicity Jones nominated for the Theory of Everything, Rosamund Pike nominated for Gone Girl, and Reese Witherspoon nominated for what? Uh, okay, hold the phone for a second. This is kind of last night. It's the ninth tonight. So last night on the eighth, watched movies, two different movies with both of those actresses in it. Not not the same film. Uh, we watched two movies last night. Well, we watched the last 30 minutes of Little Nicky, which featured Reese Witherspoon as... Uh, Adam Sandler's mom, and then we watched uh, a film called I Care A Lot, uh, which Rosamund, I get, Rosamund? It's Cotillard, by the way. Cotillard? Yeah, Cotillard. I've never said that right, but I've never heard Marianne that. Marion Cotillard. Either. This, did you, did you catch any of the facts that I just said? Reese Witherspoon, and Rosamund Pike were both nominated for Best Actress in the year that I'm talking about now. I didn't even know that, but I was like, that's the two movies we watched last night. Little Nicky and then I Care A Lot. Um, wow. No, that's, yeah, no that I, is heard, I heard you talking about crazy. Yeah. That, um, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And I think she was actually, I think she might have been the only one nominated from Marion. Uh, I Care A Lot. Uh... Even though it was Peter Dinklage. Which was, yeah, let's see. That doesn't show the awards. Anyway, yeah. Um, Did you know that uh, Marion is like also like a singer-songwriter and like also she does like a whole bunch of different stuff? Pretty wild. I didn't know that she Actually, I, such a... I didn't know that specifically, but I felt like she... She's an She was a person that like arrived famous. The first time I saw her in a movie, people were like, oh, we know her. For, like She right. had already built up stuff. Yeah. As is something else, so that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. That uh, yeah, that, um, I, I knew that she had a, like an expansive career. I think she I does sing. I think there is a movie she's where she is a where she played a famous singer though, which would which yeah. would again be like hire somebody that's an actress yeah, she's and like a big shit in France. singer. Um, yeah, no, I mean like she. That's that's the thing. She came over here and when her, she was in her first movie. It's like I was, I already, she was treated like I was somebody I was already supposed to know, and I, I, I probably didn't even see any movies in the well, year kind of like, what, what's his face, uh, what the heck is his name from Buffy? <laughs> Anthony Stewart Head? Something like that? Is that his name? Something like that. The guy, uh, Giles? Uh, yeah, Giles. Jack Boots on White Hall. 
Marty's fruit. Um. Yeah. Who's a singer? That's He's uh, also a musician. Yeah. Damn, Europeans so. are so dang talented. Making us Americans look like we're just one trick ponies. I'm kidding. Sorry. Well, I think that's it, that they don't limit themselves too much as, as much as we feel like we have to, um... Anyway, so we watched A Care A Lot last night. I could get into that whole movie, um... But, oh my goodness, I'm getting so thrown off. We were talking about 2013... Well, we were talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, Wait, the book, but we're also I talking about... Wait, I Care A Lot was, came out in 2013? No way. No, no, oh. but I'm saying, uh, American Hustle... The follow-up to Silver Linings Playbook came out in 2013. So I was looking at all the other movies that came out that year. Um, I was realizing, like, in my opinion, not a great year for movies because I know I don't remember almost any of these. And they were like super heavy movies. Um, but I was saying, even the year after that, I know a lot of the movies. I, they're just not a lot that I remember. I feel bad because I remember I went to go see Movie 43 in theaters, and that's supposed to be one of the worst movies. Of all time, not like the worst movie of all. It's a sketch movie, too, which there's not many of them. But let's, okay. Uh, 2013, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog came out. So that was a pretty big, I guess it, it might have been like a big fantasy year, even though I don't really remember a lot of these. Oz the Great and Powerful, 47 Ronin, Jack the Giant Slayer, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. Yeah, I don't, um, like some of these, I uh, ooh, Enemy came out that year ooh, yeah. with 2013. Yeah. Um, wait, so so you really liked 2013? Did I? Oh yes, because Short Term Twelve came out in 2013. Enemy came, so it's like some of the, your biggest recommendations have come from this year, which is good too, because apparently it wasn't a great well, year. So you the picked. The reason I think that. I think that, okay, so, uh -huh. like, after the housing market crash, remember I have that weird conspiracy theory about how yes. like Hollywood and whatever? Absolutely. So, now all this kind of stuff is very fringy. Like, these kind of movies that came out. So, I think that since everything tanked and they had such, like, big, huge hitters, like, after that, I feel like after everything tanked, this is when people were doing kind of like, hey, you know, we have this vacuum right now. Let's try some edgier stuff. Let's, uh, let's Absolutely. get some new people and whatnot. There was also the writer's strike. So that makes a lot of sense that they would put something out, you know, 2013. Mm -hmm. That's not too, too far off. So, yeah. So, like, what other, what, what other uh, 2013 movies did I These read? are the, um, well, so, so I found it because Whiplash came I know, out. But, I but Whiplash didn't come out that year. The short came out, apparently. Uh, so, so, like, the big movies that year were Dallas Buyers Club. Mm -hmm. Good. Which I, I remember, like, have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but that's a very famous movie. Ooh, that's, you, that's I think one. you'd like it. August, Osage County. And that's one. That, like, that was in a lot of the Academy Award nominated counties. But I don't even one. remember that name. Um, let's see. Uh, 42, the Jackie Robinson story came out that year, and I liked that all right. America. So I'm. my whole point is I'm saying, like, I think American Hustle should have oh, Joe. Like, I performed pretty well out of 10... Academy Award nominations. It didn't win a single. Th I'm just Which one didn't? American Hustle. Oh. Um, Honestly, it was a less competitive year. Well, what what other movies were nominated? I know you probably went into it, but at the 86th, uh, 
So the big one winner that year was 12 Years a Slave, which mm-hmm. won, but uh, a lot of them, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomona, The Wolf of Wall Street. Wait, hold on. No, that's, that's, those are a lot of heavy hitters. You kidding me? Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street is huge, Call- but it didn't really win any of these categories either. I know. And that's, like that's, year, obviously, yeah. No, but like... It d- 12 Years a Slave, though. Okay, so hold on. Um, My thing is... is it's a Scorsese film. What are the most not, rewatchable films? Because isn't honestly. that isn't that all? Hold on, isn't this? Uh, isn't this? This is Academy Awards. Yes. Those yeah, are no. voted by. Okay, so anybody that gets nominated is actually that. Those are the people that vote for the winner, right? In the Academy Awards. A lot, yeah. People within the film industry. So it's all writers, directors, uh, yeah. a lot of college professors and stuff. Um, yeah, but I thought that it was like people that people that are nominated can the the, the people that vote on it. I, uh, that's. I, I think that's the Golden Globes. Okay. That's like where Hollywood awards themselves. Yeah, right. Or that might be the press things. Um, uh, Gravity was the, huge. Her wasn't. Well, it's a Spike Jones, right? Yeah. Her was, and that was one of the few and, things yeah, I've but seen. Dallas Buyers Club, Wolf of Wall Street. But that's um, kind of what I'm saying. Gravity. Like, I didn't watch any movies. I that heard year. that Philanoma was really good. Maybe no. It's, it's got to be. Whatever. Yeah, it, it was nominated Pal- in Palomona. all these. Categories. Judy. That, that's a Judy Dench film. Yeah. But see, see, um, see, what, see how I'm getting them confused? So Judy Dench and Diane Weist and Diane Keaton. That's my, that's, <laughs> that's my Pokemon. Uh, your Pokemon. <laughs> that's my Pokemon uh, evolution. Yeah. How many times do I have to battle uh, battle Diane Keaton to get to Judy Dench? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To evolve into Judy Dench. Well, to, to, like, well, yeah, whatever. Sorry. I drink too much coffee. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I meant to talk this whole time about um, American Hustle, but I do want to complain that uh, I Care A Lot has 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, which is a passing grade, but I feel like it's better than that. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 78, which I think is a far more fair rating. Just Watch has it at 72. But out of Google users, 57% say they liked it, which is... Disgustingly low for what? Here's the thing. Even if you don't like it, there's no reason to, like, it it should not have done poorly. Mm -hmm. Um, If you like, Black Mirror is very acclaimed, and I think it's uncomfortable in the same way, that it's uh, very plausible. Um, It's, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful movie. Visually stunning. It was. It was written well. All the every single character is very intriguing. They're strong and have different. Like a character shows up, and you know what they want in each scene, and they work very hard. Like from an acting perspective, Mm -hmm. I think all those actors were given great material to work with because it's like you're trying to get something in every scene, and you know what it is, um, and they did a great job, and it was well cast. I like that, um, like, remember how we were talking about that, how it was, there was a lot of silence or, like, uh-huh. a lot of, like, you know, just not, yeah. no dialogue. And, like, I was thinking about that a lot today because I think that um, that tension gets built in those silences and also, like, because it deals with something that could, you know, it's, yes, it's an exaggeration or a hyperbole of, like, what happens to a lot of people in the nursing home industry, like, or people that go into, you know, retirement homes and things like that. So I also feel like 
the time that they took in between scenes where it was just kind of like, whoa, like setting up a story or, you know, there's mm -hmm. just like a lot of visual and stuff like that. There is a lot of waiting game in these legal battles and things too. So I feel like that kind of tied in in a strange way. And I wonder if it just got like review bombed because it has so many one star ratings. The only thing I can think is that people maybe like they didn't like strong female characters or well, something. Well, I was going to say, what if, um, like, read, is there, like, a whole bunch of reviews that are, like, all in caps and, like, misspellings with, like, 11s and, and Probably, mixed in? I It's guess. probably, yeah, look at like the age range. It is showing all the, I mean, there's plenty of decent scores, but, um. Yeah, can you look at some of the one reviews, one-star reviews? Do they even here, have? Spoiler below, from, who is exploited for, for two, and, 294 people, let's see. Okay, let's look at this one. I had high hopes considering the cast, but the film not only failed in my eyes, it completely bombed. The characters were supposed to root for a sociopathic woman named Marla. No, you're not. A that's professional. A... So people don't that's understand. That's intriguing. Like, even the person that's there the main no character, they're ending. all bad. It's like, just like they're... Uncut Gems. Yes. Uncut Gems. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm your muse. Here's, uh, it's... Truly, very rarely, I watch a movie so upsetting that I feel as if I'm duty bound to scream. Like, these are just people yeah, that just are. Yeah, just people that didn't understand the concept of it. Because, okay, now it's. Uh, I know you haven't seen it yet, so spoiler alert. No, not really. But, um, um, Black Sails, the uh, the pirate like mm -hmm. version of um, <laughs> Game of Thrones, I guess, which is also like, um, you know, they have John Silver and stuff like that. Uh -huh. So it's like loosely uh, tied into Treasure Island, I guess. Um. There are no good guys in the yeah. whole show. So, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, you're supposed to root for somebody. No, you're not. You're like, that's it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. That's the whole point. The, I'm very the Shakespearean. Called, I care a lot. Like, it's the classic. Like, exactly. I, that's, uh, that's I don't, funny. I don't want anybody to be like, oh, I'm. I think people just got offended and upset because uh, they, they were like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, this person's going to get what, you know, they. They're gonna they're gonna turn around. They're gonna have yeah. something, but no, like this is they don't understand the concept of uh, what happens in real life. <laughs> You're not supposed gross. to root for anybody this if you don't is want. This just to. so sad. Yeah, it's just people don't understand the concept of uh, not snapping, not, or not jumping to and conclusions. They're all like it's they got swindled. They got emotionally swindled. They, and they're not happy. Then about just it. sit back and watch something that's prettier than something you've seen. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's, I, it's not like it's based on a true story, even though it is a very real, like, real concept. Yeah. Other than, you know, the Russian mob stuff. But I actually thought it was awesome that he was, like, uh, excommunicated Russian mob and like, then, like, faked his own like, Yes, that's... And they never actually said what if, if he was that person or not. I want to see. Did you what? notice that? He, like, when they had the conversation or whatever, he never admits who yeah. he is. That's why I think it's brilliant. Like, so good. It was very good. And all of these, I guess, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I just don't know anymore. This, this, uh, we're canceling the podcast until further notice because, no, I'm just kidding. I don't, we're not, if, if, uh, I'll make it through. I'll make it through this. And you know what? Maybe I'm being crazy because you know what? Anything over 50% in my eyes is success as a film. Um, because that means more than half of the people enjoyed it. And apparently a lot of these people that didn't like it sat through the whole thing. 
so maybe that's that's really more indicative of where we are as as like an internet society of like people love to hate things or they love to love things uh but they don't know how to feel moderate about something that's one of the things i get most frustrated in stand-up comedy is that is, is when i hear comedians com- i understand and i will give a free pass to anybody who is not a performing stand-up comedian but when a comedian is like this other comedian is good is bad let's not talk about open mic comics for a second but let's talk about professional comics uh what they need to be saying is i find this person funny or not funny. that is a completely legitimate thing there's a million comp there's not that's hyperbole there are plenty of famous and very successful comedians who i don't necessarily enjoy what they do because it's not for me but i do not begrudge their success um and i do know that there are people who are not me who totally enjoy that stuff too uh my opinion of of artists performers creators writers etc does not make them that thing uh in fact and maybe this is just me being hopeful for everybody Anybody who creates is succeeding in a wonderful way, and they're in the top 10% of all people who ever think about maybe doing something in those fields. Well, yeah, well, you know, that's like just uh, your opinion, man. (laughs) 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 You were looking at me so intensely. You gave me a pretty intense quote. (laughs) Comical, but deep, too. Yeah, well, you know, you said it was just your (laughs) opinion. Oh yeah. Anyway. I love you. <laughs> well, wow, this oh man. We have left so much meat on the bone for this week, but uh Time for you to leave full, some meat on wait. Full, what? Me to leave some meat on full, your bone. That's what I should have said. Not not even How about that? A full episode and it was mostly on topic ish about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie. And the Silver Linings Playbook, the book adjacent movies. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely talk uh, next week because I know it only took me about 47 weeks to talk about American Hustle in depth. And I saw it and I realized I didn't even get into talking about American Hustle. But we will definitely do that next week, maybe. Um, so tune in next week and every week as long as we keep doing this for all the latest on Silver Linings Playbook the movie and the Silver Linings Playbook the book we are going to play the original theme song as our outro because we can't give up on that but uh, we hope you enjoyed the new theme song this week and we might be experimenting with AI to create new theme songs more often than that because they're just as fine as what I created that's what I'll, I'll say. Um, neither good or bad, but they are uh, extra moderate. So, but, but that's what I love about it. So until next time, we will see you down the road at Excelsior. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings play cast. <laughs>